Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, the podcast for startup and scaling up entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level of profit. I'm Beck Buchanan, an accountant turned virtual bookkeeping business owner. I'm super passionate about small business and helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their numbers in order to achieve their goals. If you ever feel confused, unsure, or overwhelmed about the financial side of your business, then you've come to the right place. This podcast covers bookkeeping, finance, and small business topics discussed in a straight up way. My goal for each bite-sized episode is to inform and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business backed by financial know-how so you can create the business of your dreams. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes and let's dive in. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Bundjalung Nation, whose country I am on while recording this episode. I respect their elders from the past, present, and those emerging as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land. So wherever you're listening to this today, I acknowledge the lands on which you are and those First Nations people who lived and worked there for over 70,000 years. Welcome to episode 72 of the Straight Up Small Business Podcast. I am so glad you have joined me here today. As a bookkeeper, I'm often being asked the following questions. Can I put my car expenses through my business? Should I buy a car in my business name or my personal name? What method should I use to calculate my business-related car expenses, etc.? In this episode, I want to address these questions. But as always, when I delve into technical accounting and tax topics, please note my disclaimer that this is not specific advice as I don't know your individual circumstances. And even if I did as a bookkeeper, my view of your business can look different to a tax accountant's view who might take your business and your personal tax circumstances into consideration when advising you. Having said that, I know for a fact that there is a lot of misunderstanding out there on the topic of car expenses or motor vehicle expenses. And my goal in this podcast is to help educate business owners on their business finances to make better business decisions. So at the end of this episode, you will be more informed than when you joined and you can take this matter further if it's relevant for you and your business. Let's dive in. Okay, so as a business owner, you can claim a tax deduction for motor vehicle expenses incurred in running your business. A tax deduction is an amount taken off your taxable income so that you pay less tax. Most taxpayers want to maximize tax deductions because less tax is usually the goal for us Australian taxpayers or taxpayers worldwide, I'm sure. But we need to make sure that our deductions are legitimate. As a rule of thumb, eligible business deductions must meet the following three criteria. The expense must have been for your business and not for private use. If the expense is for a mix of business and private use, you can only claim the portion that is used for your business and you must have records to prove it. And record keeping in Australia for businesses is five years. Now listen up because this is important and often misunderstood. Travel from your home to your work is not business travel. This is private travel in nature. So if you drive your car to your warehouse or your store or your office, and then you finish your trip until you drive home at the end of the day, 
This is private travel, even though you might feel like you were driving your car for business use because you're driving it to your work. Here's a different scenario. If you were driving your car to those places I just mentioned, but then you go and visit a client or another store or another warehouse or go between your warehouse and your store and your clients, then that travel becomes business related and no longer private in nature. The point here is don't go and buy a car in your company name or think you can put it through your business because you want to drive to your office every day and then back home again at the end of the day with that being the only travel you use your vehicle for. This is private travel and you may end up paying a big fringe benefits tax each year if that's the only travel you do, but more on that later. To give you a real example, I'll tell you about me. I work from my home office, but I travel to see my clients. I have clients in Sydney, Ballina, the Gold Coast, Brunswick Heads, Byron Bay. I've also got clients all over Australia, but I don't always visit those ones. And I have staff in Sydney and I do photo shoots in Sydney because my photographer is there and I'm happy to go visit her every time I need photos. So even though I have a home office, there is still plenty of business related car usage in my company, straight up bookkeeping. So have a think now about your business travel and whether it meets any of the descriptions I have given so far. Once you've established that you're using a motor vehicle for business, you can claim any or all of the following expenses with a few caveats. Fuel and oil, repairs and servicing, interest on a motor vehicle loan, lease payments if relevant, insurance cover premiums, registration and depreciation expenses. However, your business structure impacts your entitlements and obligations when claiming deductions for motor vehicle expenses. So I will go through these now. Number one, sole trader and partnership business structures. In these structures, you can only claim expenses that relate to the everyday running of your business, such as traveling between business premises, and you must exclude private travel, such as dropping children off to school. If the vehicle in question is a car, you can use what's called the cents per kilometer method or the logbook method. For other vehicles than cars, you can't use either of those methods, but rather your claim must be for the actual costs incurred based on receipts to prove those costs. And you can diarize business versus personal use in order to come up with your percentages. Let me take you through the cents per kilometer method now. Under this method, you can claim a maximum of 5,000 business kilometers per car per income year. The amount of kilometers is multiplied by the ATO's cents per kilometer rate to calculate your deduction. The current rate in Australia in the 2022 to 23 income year is 78 cents per kilometer. But these rates change all the time, so be sure to check rates for whatever year you're listening to this podcast in if you're looking to apply the cents per kilometer rate in your business. This rate is meant to take into account all car running expenses, such as depreciation, fuel, rego, and insurance costs. And you don't need written evidence, but you must be able to substantiate how you came up with your kilometers. So say if I was using this method, I would probably just keep notes in my phone about the date I'm doing the travel, where I went, the kilometers I've traveled, and then I'd add all these up to make sure I'm within 5,000 kilometers per year. If I go beyond that, then I'd want to look at this next method, which is the logbook method. Under this method, you can claim the business use percentage of each car expense based on logbook records. You must keep a logbook for a period of at least 12 continuous weeks, and this 
period should be representative of your car travel throughout the year. You can then use this representative period to calculate your claim for up to five years if you keep the logbook and take odometer readings at the start and end of each year that you use it. The logbook must record the beginning and ending period, the car's odometer reading at the start and end of the logbook period, the details of each journey such as odometer readings, kilometres travelled and the reason for the travel and where you went. Under this method, you cannot claim the purchase costs of the car, but you can claim depreciation based on the business use percentage of the cost of your car. Now, let me take you through company and trust business structures. Under these structures, you can claim the actual costs for motor vehicle expenses that are part of the everyday running of your business based on receipts for expenses incurred. You cannot use the cents per kilometre or the logbook method that is available to sole traders and partnerships. If the vehicle is available for private use by an employee or their associate, i.e. your husband or wife or someone else in your family, then fringe benefits tax may apply. And this will often be the case speaking from experience as a bookkeeper where most company directors who we do bookkeeping for say, my business use is 80%. It's always actually magically 80% across the board, I find. Anyway, what this eventuates in is the director having to pay a fringe benefits tax reimbursement back to their company to compensate for their personal use of the vehicle. Now, let me give you a personal example from my own circumstances as my situation is common for company directors. I bought my company vehicle in the name of my business several years ago. When I bought the vehicle, I thought it would be used mainly for business purposes. I had just moved to the Tweed Shire from Sydney and with my team and many of my clients still in Sydney, I imagined myself driving back there a lot for work purposes. But then COVID lockdowns kept happening for the most part of that first year that I moved and the business car usage really didn't eventuate to the levels that I thought. I ended up only having 30% business use of my vehicle as supported by the logbook I was keeping. And I couldn't get it above that percentage if I I did it in different 12-week periods. This meant I got very burnt at tax time. I had to make a $24,000 fringe benefits tax reimbursement back to my company for my 70% personal usage. This was a bit of a financial disaster that year, but it's one that I've since rectified and I only use my vehicle now really for business purposes and I have a lot more local clients these days, which gives me plenty of opportunities to travel. Now let me run through what happens when a vehicle is owned by your employee and they are driving around for business purposes in your business. If people that work for you use their personal car for work purposes, you can either reimburse them for their expenses incurred, such as any fuel that they put in their car for the work travel, or you can pay them an allowance. Generally, if you pay an allowance aligned to the ATO cents per kilometre rate, i.e. the 78 cents that I mentioned earlier, then you don't need to withhold tax on that payment to your employee. But if you pay your employee above the ATO rate, say you give your employee 98 cents per kilometre as an allowance, then you need to withhold tax from their pay on the amount that is above the ATO rate. Allowances are a tricky part of payroll and I'd recommend getting your accountant or bookkeeper to set these out for you in your payroll system if you're not a trained payroll officer. 
Your employee can then claim a deduction for their business car costs in their tax return, but this needs to be less any reimbursements you gave them. So if you reimburse them for fuel, then they can't then go and claim that fuel as a tax deduction because they would be double dipping. Let me close out this podcast by taking you through the car cost limit, which is a limit used to put a cap on depreciation expenses and GST refunds on car purchases by businesses. Some cars cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. So as you can imagine, with no limit in place on car expenses, business owners looking to reduce their taxable income might go out and purchase a $200,000 car in order to claim depreciation on that car over the car's useful life and also to get a GST refund for any GST paid during the purchase of that car. To stop craziness like this, there exists a car cost limit which is going to be $68,108 from the 1st of July 2023 through to the 30th of June 2024 in Australia. What this means is that even if your business car costs, say, $100,000, the maximum depreciation you're going to be able to claim on the car first used in the 2023-24 financial year is to the value of $68,108. And the maximum GST credit you can claim is one-eleventh of the car limit, which is $6,191 in the case of the car limit in the 2023-24 income year. And you can't claim a GST credit for any luxury car tax you pay when you purchase a luxury car, regardless of how much you use the car in carrying on your business. So the car cost limit really levels the playing field for tax deductions. Business owners can still buy luxury business cars, but they aren't going to get tax deductions for these beyond what a more sensible car would cost. Remember, if you're in a sole trader or partnership, you can only claim depreciation under the logbook method. And in this case, you can only claim the business portion of the motor vehicle's cost. In summary, here's what I want you to take away from this episode. You can claim a tax deduction for your business-related motor vehicle expenses. However, home-to-work travel is personal in nature, so don't go and buy a car just for this purpose. How you calculate your deductions depends on your business structure. If you're a sole trader driving a car, your options are the cents per kilometre method or the logbook method. If you're a sole trader driving another vehicle, you can't use these methods. Rather, instead, you need to base your deduction on actual costs for expenses incurred supported by receipts or tax invoices. If you're running a company or trust, then you can only claim the actual costs for motor vehicle expenses that are part of the everyday running of your business. If the vehicle is available for private use, then you will likely have fringe benefits tax to pay. As a rule of thumb, you probably don't want to buy a vehicle in your company name unless you intend on having a business use percentage of 80% or above. Otherwise, you might get burnt like I did for FBT that fateful year where my business percentage was only at 30%. When keeping a logbook, note that this has to be over a 12-week period and must be representative of your usual work travel. This can last five years, but if you have a change in circumstances, then you should update the logbook. If you're paying motor vehicle expenses for your employees, you can do this by way of an allowance or reimbursement for actual costs. If the employee gets an allowance, they can also claim a tax deduction for their work-related motor vehicle expenses in their individual tax return. They cannot do this for reimbursements you've given them. 
Note that allowances are complicated even for us numbers folks, so you might want to get some help setting this up in your payroll system if relevant for your business. And when purchasing a vehicle, keep the car cost limit in mind. If you're purchasing a luxury vehicle, then you will have to fit the bill for the GST above the car cost limit and not be able to claim depreciation on the total value of the car. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. I hope you're inspired on what motor vehicle might be right for you and your business having listened to everything I've said, or perhaps you might just opt for traveling via Uber instead. Have a great week and I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left a review. If you're not already, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is straight up underscore bookkeeping. And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course, Bookkeeping It Real, and also my done for you bookkeeping services. Thanks again and see you next week.